This is WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. And hello, I'm your host, Wes Bleed. Where everyone is going to get value from this mid-year leadership conference. The committee's done a really great job of giving it a facelift, and I'm very anxious to see how well-received it's going to be. We have something for everyone at all positions, whether you're a new member to WQA or you've been in the association for 30 or 40 years. There's something for you at the Mid-Year Leadership Conference this year. That's DJ Shanahan, Vice President of the Water Quality Association, talking about the WQA Mid-Year Leadership Conference coming up September 9th through the 11th in San Antonio. And welcome to another episode of WQA Radio, news and insights about residential, commercial, and industrial water treatment. You can find us at wqa.org and on social media. This is podcast number 126. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. We're glad you're here. You can subscribe to our podcasts on iTunes and most other popular podcast apps. In this episode, we'll talk with DJ and get his thoughts about the WQA convention in Las Vegas, what he was surprised to see at convention, year two of the WQA Business Boot Camp, and the Mid-Year Leadership Conference. Plus, we'll get a regulatory update from Kathleen Fultz, and I'll have our WQA tip. Now, on to DJ Shanahan, the Vice President of the Water Quality Association, on WQA Radio. And we're talking with DJ Shanahan, who's vice president of the WQA and is president of Sharpwater Culligan with five dealerships in the Mid-Atlantic. DJ, great to see you again. Thanks for stopping by. Wes, really great to be here. Appreciate the opportunity. Well, as vice president of WQA, it's a great title. How's, How's it going so far? It's going really well. It's going really well. I think the preparation with the, the other chairs uh, has really helped. And obviously, mentoring from some of the past presidents has been very helpful to me. Well, uh, I would like to start off our conversation uh, by just thinking back a couple of months to the convention in Las Vegas. And it was certainly, uh, by many responses, a very, very successful convention. What were your takeaways? I was really taken by how many uh, people from outside our typical trade industry were at convention. There were numerous plumbers there that were very interested in our products and our services, which I found very fascinating. Uh, Also, I think the trade show floor was energetic. A lot of people on the floor, some great exhibitors, a lot of interaction. Uh, Some of the people I wanted to speak to were so busy, didn't even have a chance to speak to them. So I think the trade show floor was really great. And then the meeting we had with AWWA, I think, potentially has some really great upside for both associations. Uh, why don't you tell us more about that? Because I'm sure there are some who are listening to this who don't know quite uh, what you're talking about. The, the AWWA is American Water Works Association. It's basically the big pipe people. These are the guys that supply the municipal water to major cities throughout the country. Uh, they're responsible for a huge portion of the water that's delivered into homes. And they realize that they have infrastructure problems, they have budget constraints, they have issues that uh, they know need to be fixed, and they can't fix them at the tap in the home. And they feel their responsibility is all the way to the tap. 
And so that's where we potentially could play a role helping once their water gets to the home. So they do a great job giving us water that's potable and meets EPA standards. But is it the water that you want in your home? And that's where we really can play a great role. They're seeing that uh, and they're starting to understand what our technologies are. And I really think that uh, there's a great budding relationship there that I think could go uh, very, very well for both associations. Right. So it was great to see them at the convention and uh, interacting with uh, with key people and seeing what was on the trade show floor as well. But but to, to go back to uh, the overall attendance, I think we saw something like a 25 percent increase over attendance in Denver. What do you think led to that? Well, I think Las Vegas obviously plays a role. Uh, yep. over Denver. But I think also there's so much going on in the industry right now. And a lot of it is new. When we talk about PFAS, for example, that is a contaminant that most people don't know what it is. They don't know how to treat it. The EPA themselves aren't even sure how they're going to regulate it. But we have consumers today that are concerned and they want answers. So there were people there that were looking for those answers. And I know a lot of the sessions that I sat in on we're standing room only. I mean, literally, we might have projected 150, 200 people in the room, and there's 300 people. It was just not only did people attend, but they participated. And that's really what I look forward to when I look at these conventions is look around these rooms, look at these training sessions, look at these education sessions. You know, are, they, are there people in there? Are they uh, engaged? Are the active, and that's what I saw this year that really was encouraging. Yeah, and also encouraging were the new faces, as you mentioned. You saw some people you hadn't seen before. A lot of first-time attendees waved their hands when, when asked to uh, to you know identify themselves at the opening general session. So that was great. And also first-time attendees as well, and new members. We have a special function for them that was very well attended. We had a new member breakfast. And I think that they got an opportunity to meet with some of the leadership of the association and see, you know, what it is that we have to offer. I think that's a really good uh, thing that the WQA puts on for these new members. I thought one of the sessions that was very effective was the consumer opinion study session where you and Polly Undusser, the, the WQA executive director, and Sam Cargi from A.O. Smith uh, got together on the stage and, and talked about, you know, having different perspectives of what the consumer opinion study results showed. And I, I just wanted to kind of circle back to that for a moment. What were some of your big takeaways from the consumer opinion study? I was shocked to see, you know, in, in our world, we focus so much on contaminants and what specific types of equipment and treatment designs can handle different contaminants. And the reality is consumers are buying water products based on taste. And I think we really overlook the fact that improving the taste of your water is a huge driver for the buying decisions of the average consumer. So that was a big aha moment for me when I looked at the study. Well, because if they are buying for taste, there are ways that this industry, our industry, can help with make that making that water taste Absolutely. better, making those ice cubes taste better. We can make everything that they are using for water, all of their drinking water, all their life support water, we can make all of that not only taste better, but obviously be more pure than what they have coming into the home. Right. And then we had uh, the second year of WQA Business Boot Camp, and you were back for that. So that's two years now for you. Any uh, new ideas for next year? I think, you know, the, the results of the surveys that were taken 
post uh, boot camp are going to give us the direction that we need moving forward. I think it's really interesting to see. We had a lot of new members there. In fact, some that just signed up to become WQM members on the spot. And then we had some 30, 40 year veterans of the industry there. So finding that proper balance of education that meets the needs of the new members, as well as the, the sort of more senior members of the association, I think is going to be our, our challenge going forward. But I think we really heard loud and clear that they, the participants want more interactivity, they want to have more Q&A sessions. They want to have more open dialogue with the presenters. And they're really interested in what some of our industry professionals have to say, more so than bringing in people from outside of our industry. So we have a lot to learn. We'll continue to get better. But boot camp is certainly of value to members. And hopefully uh, we will put a program together. I know we'll put a program together in 2020 that will be even better than what we've seen the first two years so far. Yeah, that'll come up in uh, uh, March 31st, the day before next year's convention opens in Orlando in 2020. So uh, mark that on, on your calendar, as they say. And also marking uh, something on your calendar, how about Mid-Year Leadership Conference coming up in September the 9th through the 11th in uh, San Antonio. And uh, there's a, a, a whole different flavor and feel to that event, but also a very effective event if, uh, if you haven't been, right? It, it looks to be the best mid-year that we've had in quite some time. And I think mid-year had almost become sort of an event where some of the senior leaders, let's say, or, or long-timers in the association had joined together to go have some fun and things like that. We have a robust agenda for three days where everyone is going to get value from this mid-year leadership conference. The committee's done a really great job of giving it a facelift, and I'm very anxious to see how well-received it's going to be. We have something for everyone at all positions, whether you're a new member to WQA or you've been in the association for 30 or 40 years. There's something for you at the mid-year leadership conference this year. DJ Shanahan of Sharpwater Culligan and vice president of the Water Quality Association. Great, as always, catching up with you. Appreciate it. Thanks, Wes. This is Kathleen Fultz, WQA's Global Regulatory and Government Affairs Manager with your regulatory update. This year, we have been discussing the high priority placed on lead and PFOS in drinking water by legislators at the state and federal level. Today, I want to talk to you about the other topics associated with drinking water being addressed. We are seeing proposals that look at repairing deteriorating infrastructure, general water testing, source water protection, crisis aid, single-use packaging, and private well owner education. Unregulated contaminants brought up beyond PFOS have included microplastics, perchlorate, 1,2,3-trichloropropane, and chrome-6. I encourage you to take a few minutes to review our monthly bills list and government affairs update report to look at impacts and opportunities for your business. Both resources are on WQA.org government affairs webpage. I'm Kathleen Fultz for WQA Radio. 
And now, this week's WQA tip. You'll want to check out the new Gold Seal Toolkit, all about how to market the WQA Gold Seal and sustainability logos for your certified products. We've got tips and suggestions for social media posts, print and digital ads, and press releases. Find it all by clicking on product certification at our website, wqa.org, and then look for the Gold Seal Toolkit. Thanks for listening to WQA Radio, news and insights about residential, commercial, and industrial water treatment. Remember, you can subscribe to WQA Radio on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Just search for WQA Radio, then hit subscribe. Each new podcast will appear in your podcast catcher or podcast player automatically each week. That's the magic of podcasting. And be sure to rate and review the podcast as well. Learn more about water at WQA.org and learn more about WQA product certification, professional certification, and how you can become a member at WQA.org. This is Wes Bleed. So long from WQA Radio. WQA Radio.